It's a Tuesday evening on 97.3 City FM, Accra, Ghana, West Africa, world. This is City Trends. My name is Philip Sean and you're welcome to City Trends. This is your most relevant technology conversation on Ghana Radio. And well, in the digital world that we have in today, it is the most relevant technology conversation in Ghana and anywhere else that you find yourself. Today we have a very important topic to dissect and we have... I think personally, one of the most qualified persons that you find around these days. He understands what it means to talk social. And so he'll be helping us cut through the digital marketing clutter. Um, my guest in the studio with me today has been responsible and he and his team have been responsible for some of the most talked about um, um, revolutions or evolutions within the Ghana social media space. He is the creative director of Social Ghana, Kofi Aye Akrofi. He will be shedding some light based on his experience working with, through um, the digital marketing space and he will be giving us a lot of insight. So if you have a pen and a piece of paper or you are a startup or you basically are a student of digital marketing, um, grab a pen and a piece of paper and get ready to write down some pointers because it will be a good conversation. That said, if you have any thoughts and questions that you would like to throw at my guest, send your questions through on our WhatsApp number 549 986 996. The number once again is 0549-986-996. Alternatively, we are available on Twitter as well. So make sure you send through your questions on Twitter using the hashtag City Trends. That is C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. On Telegram as well, the number is still the same. 549-986-996. Well, without much ado, let's get the show on the road. Well, my guest has a few characteristics just like me. He's bald, he has a beard, and he likes to talk. So, hey, it is all good that I happen to have um, Kofi Akufi in the studio with me. Kofi, thank you so much for making time to join us on the show. Thank you very much. I, I am glad that you have made um, the decision to finally um, speak up. You like hiding behind and making things happen. It's finally time for you to open the book and preach the gospel. <laughs> Philip, that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, just some clarification. Yes. I'm, I'm not I'm not bald. Oh right. My hair made way for my crown. Oh right. So you know, just some clarification. I there. I like that. I like that. It's all about perspective. Perspective. It's all about perspective in this life. Perspective. Yeah. As warped as the perspective might be, we'll just we'll go with it. We'll just go. Let's just run with we'll it. Just yeah. run with it. Anyway, um, you're welcome to the show once again. Um, so, who, who exactly are you, and um, why should people be listening to you this evening? Hmm. <laughs> That's a question I ask myself all the time. Um, but um, as you said, my name is Kofi Akrofi. I am the creative director at Social Ghana. 
um, for the last decade or so, I have been building campaigns for some of um, the world's biggest multinational brands and some of the most relevant local brands here in Ghana as well. Um, I think I have a little experience in doing this. We've, <clears throat> we've been um, we've been working in about uh, twenty six countries and counting, um, or we've been you know like creating communication in about twenty six countries and, and counting in West Central Africa, Europe, um, Southeast Asia, the Middle East, and you know and, and whatever you. So so clearly, based on these locations, it, it gives me a sense that. Um, getting to understand what current trends getting to understand what people people would want to see companies want people to experience about their brands i'm guessing that you have a pretty good pulse on what that space is yeah that said i guess my first question probably would be um what where do we stand currently within this whole digital marketing space you know we we hear it as a buzzword people talk about it in all manner of ways and people have all these conceptions around it and ideologies and ideas around it but currently as we speak today where, where do we stand when we say digital marketing where do we stand i think as a student of um, advertising and marketing we are in very very uh, revolutionary times we are in an we are in some evolutionary times where we stand if anybody is taking if anybody's like observing and taking notes um, we are witnessing a great transition um, if you go back to you know like the people that they term as the fathers of adver advertising these are the people who started going from you know like helping us transition and evolve from long copy ads um, to you know like pairing the creative pairing the the writer and the arts director together and creating you know like a certain mood and feel such that the ads are not just talking to you they are making you feel right now we are in a place where traditional is moving towards digital once upon a time when the briefs come they'll say oh hey this is my product i want you to put it on tv put it on a billboard put it on radio and you know let's let's go oh by the way adapt this thing that you put on the billboard let me put it on my facebook or let me just you know throw it to my people on my whatsapp but as it stands <laughs> as it stands right now um it's more digital first so you you you're realizing that the thinking is switching to okay so how how is digital going to exist so i mean let's let's just go back a little bit the transition came not directly to digital first it came to digital digital parallel so we had a transition where we went from okay this is what we're doing on um traditional traditional being tv radio newspaper billboards you know those ones that we know and then they were like okay the the things that we are doing here we want to adapt it for digital but anyone who you know knows what they're worth like in this industry would be able to tell you that the experience on traditional is significantly different to the experience on digital mm -hmm. so if you have one working idea for traditional you need to have an, a separate working idea or you needed to have a separate working idea for digital as well so then we came to that parallel um, I wouldn't call that parallel dimension where you know you were running your traditional you're running your digital but with the same message executed slightly differently now Digital is the spearhead because as it stands right now, your phone, as little as it is in your hand, is the biggest billboard, is the brightest TV, 
and it's also the loudest radio. Mm. So that power that your phone gives you is what everybody who wants to be able to speak to consumers, speak to possible um, 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 uh, buyers, wants to be able to tap into and reach them. Your phone is as intimate as it, as it gets. Yeah. So then looking at the phone, looking at the screens, how do we take these screens, these phones, these, um, th this technology, how do we harness technology to be able to speak? So digital right now is the arrowhead and then traditional becomes the stalk. And strategy is, you know, like that feather that is directing it. Direct, direct. You, you talked about having a different sort of tone, a different language almost, when yeah. you are sometimes adapting material that you typically find on a billboard, you're adapting for digital. Yeah. What are some of these differences that, you know, you, 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 you tend to find in terms of the tone, in terms of the feel, the look? I mean, because if I did a design for a billboard, yeah. I mean, can't I just resize it and uh -huh. just put it? Like, you know, why why does it need to, why does it need to be different or feel different or sound different? So, um, you need to look at each touch point differently. Even in terms of billboard, even in terms of traditional, each touch point is considered differently. You the the communication that you put on billboards. I mean, your, 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 your overarching big idea is, the, is one of the most important things. Okay, so what are the insights? What is the market saying? This is what the market is saying. This is what I have to sell. This is my solution. The best big ideas speak to insights and also speak to the solution that you're looking to offer. Now, once you sit at that, 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 that fine line, once you sit at that intersection, you're able to take the communication and say that this will work well on radio. On radio, what should I do? Hmm, maybe a dialogue between a man and a woman, or what I'm selling is for children. Children don't necessarily go and buy, and it's not, I mean, you can't even advertise to children. This is an example. So um, maybe I should speak to the mother. Okay, what is it about the mother? Find the insights. Mothers are proud of their kids. Okay, imagine two mothers talking about their kids. Will this tug on heartstrings? Great, fantastic. Now, the same message, how does it come on a billboard? Mm. On a billboard, you realize that if your billboards are outdoor, if you're driving, there's a five-second window to be able to see what's on, what's on the billboard. Imagine putting a whole paragraph on a billboard. And before you even get to the sixth word, it's finished. Mm. So now it has to be short, curt, and has to deliver the message. Punchy, punchy, punchy. And the image needs to just stand out. So the same thing on a billboard. So let's still take the mother-child um, option. So mothers are proud of their kids. You realize that mothers would love to take pictures of their children. So if you put a situation where a mother will take a picture of her child, what kind of thing will be, oh, a child graduating, a child scoring a goal, and so on and so forth. What is a simple line that can go with the image? And then you land it. That's just for traditional. Now, when you come on digital, you realize that you have more face time. You understand? Um, there's something that we call thumb-stopping content. Thumb-stopping content is... Right now, we are in the era of scrolling. Everyone is going to be scroll, 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 scroll. But whatever your content is, needs to be able to grab attention and stop the consumer such that, mm, what is this? I want to find out more. And then you need to also be able to satisfy all the other channels within that. So now there's that first interaction. What is this? This is an interesting picture. Oh, I've, I've even been looking for chairs to buy. I like this. 
meanwhile it's a picture of um of of, of let's say furniture or something that relates to um furniture say for instance it's furniture that you're looking for these are some of the things that would attract your your audience get your audience to go hmm, I'm, I'm interested and then they'll start having the conversation mm. next thing go from your instagram to your facebook to so essentially the principles that apply to traditional marketing typically apply also apply to digital, digital. marketing but you need to understand that there's a little more face time but with less with less time mm. it's, it's an interesting phenomenon mm. a lot more face time but with less time because mm -hmm. the social media crowd is very they have a very short attention span so then if you think you had five seconds on the billboard you have less. two seconds over here so now how do you use those two seconds to be able to grab attention and i mean i'm guessing that the added the added benefit and from probably from a creative point of view mm -hmm. the added headache of having audio and and like video and you know all those coming into play yeah kind of even makes it like when you think about the fact that you have to break the message down to the very barest minimum mm -hmm. and then all these other elements finding a way to fuse it into it especially with digital it kind of like leaves you with a lot of other things to really consider but you, you you said something about being conscious of the platform that you are going to be speaking to yes and i sometimes you realize that a lot of content creators a lot of people within the data marketing space yes. just take one yes. you know creative that they've done for facebook yes. and Charlie Days, yes yes it's all over the yes. place yes. like how how important is it in today's digital marketing space for you to be conscious of what the tone of the various platforms are and why it's important for you to deliver content that might not be necessarily different, might have the same theme and tone, mm -hmm. but then the language that you speak on the platforms are different. So you need to, you, you always need to be conscious of creating um, platform-specific content. Mm. Platform-specific being that you need to understand the differences or the nuances that exist on each platform. What will work on Twitter will not necessarily work on Facebook. Hmm. What would probably work on Facebook, right, today, would not work on Twitter today. Hmm. It might work on Twitter tomorrow. Hmm. Twitter um, will also, what work on Twitter will also not work on Instagram, hmm. and so on and so forth. So then creating platform-specific content means that you need to understand the platform. What is Instagram? Instagram is like a photo album and a video repository. Okay, if that's the case, what is it that people on Instagram are doing? They are liking pictures, they are finding new styles, they are doing all of these enjoying things. Enjoying reels. They are enjoying reels. So what kind of content are you going to create for people who are enjoying this video content and these um, photo-heavy content? Mm. Then you go to Twitter. Twitter is like a big chat room. It's like everybody's expressing their thoughts you know like what what is it that you're going to say over there's an interesting conversation on on twitter where they say that and hey, the instagram people have come here or the facebook facebook people have come here in that they're saying that um you've come and put your your picture then you've put some interesting some caption there you see on on instagram someone put a picture and then the caption has nothing to do with the picture you can get away with that on twitter um facebook different you know like on facebook facebook has the largest number of Ghanaians um on of any um social media platform you have your fathers mothers uncles aunties pastors and so on everybody's there on facebook so now if everybody is there on facebook you also need to be able to create palatable information that everybody will be able to receive mm. in a certain in a certain way shape and form mm. so being able to know 
that these different platform specific um, pieces of content will be able to work being able to understand the timing mm. and being able to work all of these into your your intuition into your your, your marketing and creative intuition mm. that is the difference right. and that's something that unfortunately you know like a, a, a few creatives are are, are, are struggling with but i you know I, I i also see like a majority of creatives here in ghana are doing some amazing things with yeah. um, with this with this particular one so, what 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 does it take to call yourself a digital marketing professional today mm. what, what, if if someone is is listening right now and mm. you know they they are thinking about a course to do or you know trying to chart a career path or like what would what does it take to call yourself a digital marketing professional you have asked a question <laughs> really <laughs> a big question um I, i'll tell you something from my point of view um i didn't know that there was this path when i was in university mm. with um, a few like uh, just over a decade ago mm. um i happened to stumble onto it okay um but if you are going to call yourself a digital marketing expert or executive in whatever you it means that you know and understand number 1 at the base of it all the basic um, principles of marketing right. you understand the basic principles of marketing mm. going from research to insights to strategy to execution to the various channels and so on and so forth you understand it you understand mm. you know like everything from a to z then you have an in-depth understanding also of the platforms you know what facebook does you know what tiktok does you know what linkedin does you know what pinterest does you know what all of these other platforms do do you understand and you are able to creatively apply all of these things and then there's also an interesting um bits to it where there's a creative in everybody mm. There's a creative in everyone. Mm. When some of my clients tell me that, oh, as for me, I'm not a creative. I, I, I like, it's there, it's there. You have some ideas. <laughs> but the thing is, you also being able to harness that 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 sense of creativity in you, such that you're able to apply these basic principles of marketing and your insights to these um, to these um, different platforms, in such a way that you're able to create compelling messaging mm. that gets people to either change their behavior, to make a purchase or to be aware of a certain product scenario service um, or thing then you can say that ah i'm on my way to becoming a digital marketing professional. professional interesting interesting well this is you still tuned in to 97.3 city fm this is city trends we are having a conversation about how to find your voice firstly and how to cut through the noise um, in in the digital marketing space that we we have found ourselves in in today and um kofi akofi is 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 with us in the studio and share, sharing some some nuggets of wisdom with us um having been in a space for well over 10 years really and um it's 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 good and if you have any questions please do send them through 0549986996 the number once again 0549986996 remember the hashtag is c-i-t-i-t-r-e-n-d-s that is city trends that is official hashtag now so i mean you you've gotten to that point where you know you've you've decided that this is the career path that i want to take from your experience um how how do you train yourself because like you said as as far back as uni 
you really didn't think that this was even a thing. Like, yeah, people are doing something somewhere, but you know, what, what kind of courses would you, for example, suggest that people start taking? What kind of, um, uh, um, what kind of internships, for example, yeah. should people start considering? Yeah. If someone wants to be a digital marketing professional today, what yeah. what what are some of the things that they should be paying attention to today yeah. to be able to have something that resembles a career? You in know, digital marketing. Some, um, the, line. the the possibilities in marketing in general are numerous. Mm. Do you understand? The possibilities in digital marketing numerous. Um, first of all, you need to be able to identify where you fall. What is your skill set? Or what are the things that you're interested in? Mm. What are the things that you're interested in developing? I'll use myself as an example. I'm a writer. I started by writing. Mm. I would see an ad on TV. I'd be like, oh, that's a cool ad. But if it happened to be this way and that way and this way and that way, this, and then I'll sit down and I'll rewrite it. Right. And I'll be like, oh, I like this. Then I'll park it. I didn't know that there was a whole career to it. So, you know, like blogging and all of those ones. Those were those are things that I was doing. I'm, mm. I'm not saying blogging in the current Ghanaian sense, sorry. Blogging in the sense that <laughs> blogging in the sense that I had a blog where I used I used to put my put thoughts, ideas, I used to write yeah. stories. And that, that was the original blogging. idea yes. behind what being a what blogger being man. a blogger is. And um you know, like evolving from there and being able to understand, oh right, this is marketing, this is how I can apply it. Then I became a copywriter. A copywriter basically is the things that you see, hear, read, that make you feel. That's what a copywriter is in charge of, Mm. right? And the copywriter and the art director sit side by side to be able to create an ad, to be able to create a piece of communication. Now, the art director also comes from a graphic design background. So if you're a graphic designer, you're a visual artist, mm. I can sketch, I can use Photoshop, I can use Illustrator, whatever you, and I can apply the basic principles of design. Mm. Then you also have, you know, like a way in. Because then you go from graphic designer to senior graphic designer to art director right. to creative director. Same as me, copywriter um, to senior copywriter to creative director. You can go to strategy. And then there's also the part that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't, don't necessarily know, which is the project management bits. Right. It's okay. one of the most important parts, mm. right? Because the project managers are basically the guys who, they are the, they are the, 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 the lubrication. Mm. They make the wheel spin. Mm. They are the guys who, from timing, to making things work, we always clash with them. We are always fighting. Mm. <laughs> we are always fighting. When to release, when not to release. We are always fighting. Yeah. Shout out to Nanaba. <laughs> 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 we are always fighting from um, my, 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 um, my uh, creation to um, delivery to clients to speaking to clients and whatever. You, you need someone you. to be managing that process. Yes, there's always someone who's mm. managing that. Then there's someone who's managing the human resource. Mm. That's the traffic manager. Hmm. The traffic manager is managing, okay, so this is the workflow. These are the people who are available to be able to do it, and so on and so forth. I, and um, I, I just like to say, at Social Ghana, we have one of the most amazing traffic managers, um, Shirley. Um, she, like, as in, she just makes I hear, I hear, I hear they're the, they the hardest of the them. The hardest. Like they, they drill everybody in it line. Takes a certain, it takes a certain personality to become that. Hmm. And um, then, you know, like, obviously, if you once you're developing, then there's the account director, hmm. you know, where, you know, you're, you're a business director, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're sitting in meetings and understanding the business context and just mm. being able to create uh, or being able to know how to get the, the, the teams to move. The career possibilities are endless. Like an account, an embodiment of an account director, um, some of my mentors, 
our account directors who you know became managing partners mm -hmm. um, from Nidako to um, Kenny and, and so on and mm -hmm. so forth. You know, like I work with one of the best account directors in the world right now, that's um, um, Samir Japong. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. These are people who know their metal. They know their work. They know what this that needs to, to be done. They they know they know streets. They know they know they ground. Know, they know they, they know what what is happening. Like Samir Japan, like Sam Pablo Kufu, and, mm. and and whatever. These are people who understand and are able to run with it. Yeah. So, if I was to tell a young up and coming person that oh, which career path do you want to choose in here, I'll say, what can you do? What is it? What is it that you know? Like your skill set is able to allow you to do, and what can we develop and train? Right. Oh, I like processes. I like procedure. Oh, I'm an artist. Oh, I can write. Oh, I can, can think. Out, right. Then we can figure out. Okay, here you go. You you can be a strategist. Mm. You can be a, an account manager. You can be you know a, a graphic designer. You can be a copywriter. But it doesn't end there. Mm. There are several courses online as well. So from Coursera, there are so many um, courses as well on Google. Um, from that teach you about media buying, that teach you about um, 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 just creating, that teach you about ad, ads and ad spend and da, 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 all of these things. There are so many of them, mm. so many resources that, you know, like are at your disposal that you can use. Some of them are paid, some of them are free. Um, I, I, I've just made a conscious decision because a lot of um, my mentees actually ask me, this, the, the guys who are fresh out of uni ask mm. me, so what kind of courses can I do? So I, I'm making a conscious effort now to you know like develop my instagram presence <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that i can put some of these out there right. such that you know it can help because i didn't get that when i was coming up yeah. so i want others to be able to, to, to have to have that as that. well yeah now one of the things that comes with having all these platforms and yeah. this um democratization to be able to create content and share content at anybody's i don't know timing and based on their own shadow is sometimes we lose out on the nuance of 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 the message mm -hmm. you know there's there's just so much once again there's just so, so much clutter out there mm -hmm. sometimes it's really difficult to it's, it's first of all difficult to cut through and get the message out there mm -hmm. secondly because of the fleeting nature sometimes of the platforms people tend to lose out on what the real message is you know, and I just w was wondering if I could pick your thoughts on that. How how real is that within the current digital space? Mm -hmm. How real is it that, you know, how real is, is, is the situation of having so much content and, mm -hmm. and yet still losing out on, like, the nuance, the... The, the, the real message, yeah. you know? How, how real is that? that content situation? overload is a thing. Mm. Overcreating is a thing. However, if I should ask you right now, do you remember an ad? What's the, what's, what's the most memorable ad that you remember? The most memorable piece of communication? I have vitamin A. There you go. Mm. Why do you remember it? I have this thing, like, we're singing it all over the place. You it was, there was music. And then the cartoons, like... Yeah, that's, there was cartoons. Yeah. It, was, it was revolutionary. Yeah. It, was, it was cutting through yeah, the clutter absolutely. at the time. It was different. Yeah. Now, that's the thing. Being able to be aware mm. of the trends what is happening now in there's one of two things lean into it or lean away from it okay now leaning into it is that mm, there's a conversation black stars have crashed out of the afcon how are we able to create something that gives you know like some interesting you know and then it takes off because then you join the conversation mm -hmm. leaning away from it is going going against the grain why are you doing this 
make people go, mm, what? Well, why did that brand do that? Like, wow, what's... This is not what they would this do This is typically. not what they would typically do. Mm. And that is you being different. It doesn't necessarily mean that you should go and do something that is insanely... I like crazy people. I like, I like insane. But you should be insane within some boundaries. And right. the boundaries that you should be insane within are number one, insights, the principles of marketing, digital, the digital platforms, being able to know what it is, and just understanding the conversations and just mm. being part of the conversations. Mm. So, um, the, you know, as, as part of one of the ongoing conversations that I keep having with my wife is, you allow me to scroll on my phone, okay? Mm. Because I need to be able to know what, know is, what is going, what's on. going on. Leave me with my phone. Let me, let me yeah. know what's happening. But yeah. yes, that's one of the things. You need to be aware. Just know and understand so mm. that you'll be able to create. And then there's the being able to create, the ability to create, from being able to write copy, from being able to conceptualize, like, okay, I want this to be there. I want that to happen there. From being able to now execute and say that, ah, this is, you know, graphic design. This, these are basic principles. And, you know, as, I mean, I, I'll have to say, I have some of the best, some of the best content creators, some of the best graphic designers um, that, 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 that I work with, from Jude to Charles to um, Akosia. To, shout out. Shout, shout out. out to them, shout to Asaye, <laughs> um, Gravity, all, all, all of you guys, mm. you know, if I don't name drop you, please don't come, <laughs> and, don't come and beat me. Winston and um, you have a Emmanuel. Top tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure. But Tell yes, um, that's that, that that's that's the thing just being able to either lean into the conversation mm. or lean away from the conversation like ah why 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 did these guys do that as soon as i get you asking why did these guys do that oh i get you saying oh wow those two have you now you're paying attention to what it is that that, that i'm doing interesting Interesting. It's it, it it seems like a lot of work though. It, it I mean, is. the the research alone that would have to go into it. The it insights, the the safety, because there's so much insight available. I mean, when you look at the analytics, sometimes or from some of some of these platforms. Yeah. You know, looking for example at demographics. Yes. Looking at the time of the time where you have the most people consuming your content mm -hmm. and all that. There's so much that you need to sift through on a daily basis yeah. just to be able to get a good sense of A, what kind of material to put out there, what what time to even put it out there to yeah. get the best leverage. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and so yeah, it's it's I, I like that. Le when to lean in and when, when to lean away. Lean lean away. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good one. Leaning in and leaning, leaning away. away. That's yeah. the hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget that when you're hashtagging, leaning in and leaning away. Now I mean we know that you know the team over at Social Ghana are probably listening, but for people who don't know about Social Ghana, um, I think for me, the very first time I got a sense of what Social Ghana probably is about was with some of the material you did for Fan Milk, uh, and and now everybody is talking about Twitter Ghana, yeah, and I'm guessing that you guys are behind, you know, all of these. Oh, don't guess. It, we are behind. We are behind. <laughs> Pardon me, pardon me. <laughs> yeah, pardon. So, I mean, tell us about, briefly, tell us about the Social Ghana story. Like, what's the ethos behind Social Ghana and how come you guys are able to cut through the noise? Yeah. Um, Social Ghana was born out of traditional. Mm. Um, the founder of Social Ghana, Yanfo Hackman, was some, he's, I used to work with him at, um, at Publicis when, you know, we were both copywriters there. And, um, he basically, you know, comes from, he also comes from traditional, but he's also been working in digital for, for a while. Mm. Um, he 
saw this vision of you know there's really no um, um, company doing this um, here in Ghana for Ghana companies mm. and um, at the time you know like obviously he everybody would go like are you crazy why would you want to do um, such a thing but um, he branched out um, set up social Ghana run it run it for a while had you know like um, a core team at the time so he left me at publicist <laughs> um he had a core team at the time you know like of um some you know like uh, amazing um creatives as well and um when social social ghana did did well you know as that small agency that mm. is you know sort of navigating itself little out. by little um and you know like want some you know some really big clients like mm. malcolm and what have you mm. but um it got to a certain point where social ghana needed to you know make that make that turn you know go over the hill um, and that was when uh, it was also time for me to you know to, to leave as well um, I could have there was there were a few things a few a few options a few um, but the decision was made based on just being able to stamp your name on something as a creative you know like legacy is one of the most important Absolutely. things as well yeah. and for me it's it's really important because that's that is what i come from like i come from being able to be taught legacy and just being able to leave something for your kids being able yeah. to leave something that can be pointed at so that's one of the decisions that i made to join social ghana um the task at hand was take us from here there take yeah. us from here that we are right now to be that agency yeah. um and um yeah I think the most, the one of the biggest, uh, um, what do you call it, victories. One of the um, most amazing things for me has been the team. Mm. Um, the team just recognizing and realizing the potential and just putting in the work, the late nights, the long hours, you know, the fights. What, what, what are the most, um, what are the projects that you're most proud of? Every single project that I've worked on. Um, I like the little guy. I love the little guy. I love the little guy's story. Hmm. Uh, sometimes even to the detriment of the big guy. Because the big guy has the resources to right. you to pull certain things hmm. off. But I like the little guy. And so I love the little brands that I've been able to work on and bring them, you know, like to, you know, a certain certain point. Some of them you've probably never even heard of. Hmm. But um for example, um there was a there was a, a brand um, that we worked on in it's they sell these um chips um, cowpea chips and uh, in in the uk it's called beps okay you know like just being able to create content for for them it, it was it was a really little brief but it was it was great like yeah. I, I liked working on it um but then again obviously fan milk being able to revolutionize fan milk and just being able on to social being able to bring them you know like into the social age um as well and just being able to oversee that and um twitter twitter Mm. Um, but we've also worked on some amazing clients. We have some amazing people who, you know, behind the scenes as well, like the Royal Senchi, like Malcolm, worked on Uber, um, mm. in my past life, worked on Nestle and, God, all the things Nestle from Milo to Nido to whatnot and whatnot. Right. Um, yes, many, 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 many. I mean, and 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 with, with that sense of pride as well, yeah. obviously comes a lot of experience that you've picked along the road. Yeah. And so I would want to tap into some of that experience sure. with my with my with my next question, and it's it's basically coming full circle to the topic that we're discussing today. We've touched on bits and parts of it, but yeah. when you sit back looking at all the brands that you guys have worked on, yeah. um, especially the little 
the little guy. The little guy. Um, and getting the little guy from where they are to where they would want to be. Yeah. Even sometimes the very well-established brands not necessarily having a digital sort of footprint and yeah. giving them that sort of digital footprint. Um, how, how, what, what, what would you say are some of the tips that you can give for brands, for tech entrepreneurs, for small businesses, yeah. finding their voice within the digital marketing space? That's, that, that is fantastic. Um, finding your voice is a very interesting way to put it because mm. essentially a lot of people say create your voice, mm. right? But I subscribe to that. You need to find your voice because the voice is there. Mm. You know exactly what it is that you want. So the aim is I want to be out there. But how to do it? I don't know how to do it. I need you to help me. But you need to sit down and think of your brand as a person, right? So think of your brand as a person. Ask yourself certain questions. If my brand was a person, where would my brand hang out on a Friday night? If my brand was a person, what would my brand wear to work? What kind of shoes would they be interested in? What kind of brands would they be interested in? If, you know, like they were speaking to someone, how would they speak? If my brand was, say, a, um, a, a person, what kind of person would they date? Um, what kind of friends would they have? <laughs> you know, what kind of car would they drive? Right. What kind of home would they live in? What kind of area would they be in? What kind of people would they attract? Once you start having these conversations, you start personifying your brand. Because essentially, your brand is a direct replica of a certain kind of person. It could be you. It could be someone that you create in your head. Mm. Now, that person exists which is why finding your voice is actually so relevant. Right. Because essentially you're finding the voice of this person that exists simply because you've questioned your brand and what the brand stands for. Therein lies your brand values. Hmm. Therein lies your brand basics. Therein lies your brand tone of voice. And therein lies the strategy that you, you are going to take to the market. Now, when you start asking these questions as a small business, then you determine, ah, so this is the kind of person that my brand is. This is the kind of, these are the kind of places that my brand uh, would go to. These are the kind of things that my brand stand for. Now you have, you have a working, you have a working idea mm. of who your brand is or what your brand is, mm. is going to be. Mm. Now you can bring your brand to me and introduce your brand to me. Imagine you had to introduce a stranger to me. You would, it would be difficult, wouldn't it? Yes. But knowing your brand, just asking yourself questions and being able to answer those questions. Now you can take the brand and introduce the brand to someone who can now work on the brand for you because then that person is the professional. Do you understand? So that 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 is one of the bases. Mm. Like down, 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 mm. down there. That Because you can even introduce the brand to yourself and then start working on it yourself. That's So that's one of the things. Um, I want to take a big leap and say that eventually you know like i'll be having these um little uh, uh sessions um for small businesses mm. you know like obviously small businesses don't have the the budget the budget you got the budget so you know i'll be having these um, <laughs> these um little sessions for small businesses yeah. um where you know like we're going to talk about brand building we're going to talk about creative direction we're going to talk about strategy mm. and whatever so you can just you know come tiny little amounts that you pay sit down let's let's, let's talk it. about it because Essentially, you know, I want you to also give my time and just, you know, get people to mm. also uh, build their brands as well because the little guy is really, really important. The little guy also needs to survive and find a way to eat. But, but, yeah, so, I mean, look, y y here you are 
um, once again, coming back to tips and 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 things. So, firstly, finding your voice. Mm-hmm. Think of your brand as a person. Mm-hmm. Find all the ways through which this person is going to express themselves mm-hmm. within the space. Mm-hmm. Then, the difficulty sometimes is handing over to someone mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. to build. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> how important is that? I mean, I get it. It keeps you, it keeps you employed. It pays your bills. <laughs> but for a small business, uh-huh. um, how how feasible is that? I mean, for some businesses, it's not feasible um, yet. Um, but then we're going into a business development conversation. Um, so, I mean, once upon a time in my past life, I was mm. a business development mm. um, exec or manager, mm. you know. But in that business development conversation, you should understand that being able to quantify the value of either the service or product that you're having is really, really important because mm. then there's a cost component in there. The cost component is that, okay, this is the product that I'm selling. I'm selling um, a box. This box cost me this to buy. Um, it cost me this to transport. It cost me that to do that. But there's a certain component in there. How much will it cost me to sell it? You understand? How much is it going to cost me to sell it? Now, you being able to assign a number to that and then multiply by the scale of what it is that, how much How much are you trying to sell? I'm trying to sell a hundred thousand, trying to sell a million. That's your marketing budget. Yeah. And so if that's your marketing budget, now take that marketing budget and say, okay, it's either real cash in hand or it's cash that I aim to be able to realize. Right. Being that, now you have a budget. And now you can approach a professional. Right. I always say that your business is like your child. It's one of two things. You either homeschool your child or you take your child to school. Mm. So if you're going to homeschool your child, you should have the ability to be able to, to be able it. to homeschool your child. So now have the ability to either be able to do it yourself or just take the child to school where the professionals are. Interesting. There are so many platforms today, digital platforms, social platforms. Which one intrigues you the most and which one do you think? TikTok. Hmm. Hands down. TikTok, hands down. Hands down. I, 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 I just got on TikTok. Bro, like <laughs> TikTok, hands mm. down. I I mean, in terms of from a business point of view, from from a um, I mean, yes, as from a personal level, mm-hmm. I can understand. But I'm also thinking about you know someone owning a business, someone owning a tech, mm-hmm. you know, uh, business, and thinking about how to make themselves relevant within this digital space of ours. Do you mm-hmm. still stick with TikTok? Um, I it, mean, I will come, it, it to, depends will on, come to why uh, you like TikTok later. But it depends on, on essentially the nature of your, of your product are you offering? Mm. What service are you offering? Obviously, there are certain things that would fly on Instagram that you wouldn't realize on Twitter. Same thing for, and that in, in the same vein as well, there are some things that you can sell on Instagram and sell on um, Instagram, um, Twitter as Twitter, well, yeah. and Facebook and what have you. But again, it comes down to knowing your business right. and understanding your business. And just also now, I know my business, I understand my business. That's one. Let's go. Two. Their platform. platform. I know the platform. I understand the platform. Mm. Okay. I'll stay here. Do you understand? 
I mean, look at where are mothers? Say, for instance, you have you have to sell baby food formula. Where are mothers looking? Are they on Facebook? They're on IG. Are they on Instagram? They're on IG every Grace, day. the mothers are on they're IG. They're on IG every day. Liking baby. <laughs> they are reeling every day. They're liking baby pictures. They are, you know, oh, look at this. Da, 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 da. So then your baby food mm. needs to have a platform there. Mm. So for instance, you're selling diapers. Where are mothers? They are on. They are over there. So mm. if you're selling diapers, what kind of content are you going to create? If you every day you come to tell me, buy you, I've stocked you, come and buy you, come and buy you, I get tired. I'm like, okay, you have seen the deal. It's okay. It's cool. Jeez, it's cool. That's a lot. Yeah. But if you give me a reason to laugh, a reason to smile, a reason to keep coming back to your page, like you're putting interesting pictures, interesting videos and stuff over there, mm. Mm, that's nice. I'll, I'll, I'll just um, cite an example. Pampers. Mm. Pampers, one of Pampers' recent um, campaigns had like I'm in love with it because they did a very very simple thing based on insight. Babies have poop face. Mm. Mm. Whenever a baby is about to poop, they have a poop face. So basically, they created content around um, baby poop faces, face. and so you can go on the platform and you see all of these interesting baby. Poop. And as a, as a parent, you go like, ah, I recognize that. I see that. that. I know that. that. And then you ask yourself this question when you go back, ah, mm. what brand is it? Oh, it was Pampers. Yeah. They've established that presence there with you. Mm. Do, do, do you get, get it? it? So, like, these are some of the things. So, you see where the conversation started from? Simple mm. insight. Babies have poop face. How, what, how do we execute poop face? Photography. How do we do that? Reels. How, where should we put it? Where are mothers? Mothers are on Instagram. Okay. When mothers see it, and then it goes on and on and on. Then it comes down to the purchase. Why do you like TikTok? Uh, what excites you about TikTok? I don't think I have gone down a rabbit hole as deep as the rabbit hole that I went down when I joined TikTok the very first night. I was like, when does it end? And the kind of content people were, were creating, I was like, did they use professional cameras to do this? Hmm. They didn't. These were all things that were made with phones. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is interesting. And then I keep asking, so how did they do that? So where did this come from? Hmm. Okay, so how did this effect come? Hey! And so how, what did this... And I'm like, okay. It, to, to be honest, in the very beginning, TikTok was annoying. Because as soon as you open the app, <laughs> as soon as you open the app, the, 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 it's flying at playing. you. It's I'm flying like, oh, at what's you. What's going on? It's flying at you. And then I took my time to go through. I'm like, wow. Hmm. Interesting. Because there's so much creativity that is coming out on TikTok. And video is the future. Mm. So video content and people consuming video content and how they're creating video content. Oof, bro. Like, TikTok just intrigues me. Something different. But Twitter sits in the middle of all of it. Tell me about that. All of it. Twitter, Twitter's, um, Twitter's popularity will not wane anytime soon. I'm, this, is my, this is my prediction. Because... First of all, first of all, at the base of it, Twitter is a conversation. Mm. It's happening in real time. Mm. It's a conversation. And then they've added on that conversation, not going from just text mm -hmm. to voice spaces. Mm. So then mm. whenever something happens, people want to go and have spaces. Right. Then there's video content on Twitter. Things that happen on Instagram, things that happen on TikTok make their way to Twitter. Yeah. So then if you're on Twitter, you still consume that content right. anyway. Right. So when you look at it, Twitter is essentially a lifestyle. Like, some people say, oh, Twitter is not real life, but real life is actually happening, happening on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. And so, like, I say, Twitter is sitting in the middle of all of it, 
and it's going to be very difficult for anybody to move away from Twitter per se. I mean, you can, yeah, you can get off it, but the, the 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 relevance of Twitter is not going to win anytime soon. That's mm. that's fact. Let's see if um we have a message. Shout shout out to shout out to the best creative director in the world from your team listening live from the headquarters of Social Gonna be waiting for the rest of the shout out. <laughs> Shout out to the rest of the team at, at Soja Ghana doing the listening right 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 now. Um please you have to finish the shout out. Shout- who did I miss? Who did I miss? Some, someone will not forgive you. Let me see, let me see who who did I miss. Uh, <laughs> You're trying to remember Dr. Benson, um Equia, um oh Safwa, um Shelly, Nanaba, Charlie. Katina, Kat the so- bad girl. Um, hey. The squad, the squad um, is big. KJR, um, Pius. Hey. <laughs> it's okay. Pressure. It's okay. Pressure. The pressure is too much. I mean, as as we wind down on the conversation, Kofi, and I mean, um, in Ghana, um, what what most excites you about the digital marketing space? Um, creating for your audience. I mean, it's it's a phenomenon that exists everywhere, but the Ghanaian nuance and that awakening that, you know, like the Ghanaian nuance can actually be exported, right? Be polished and exported is what excites me. Hmm. The Nigerians have been able to do it successfully. That's why their skits are able to cross borders and come here and we'll laugh at their skits. Yeah. But what excites me about digital marketing is we are understanding that's the where the world is going and understanding where like the evolution is heading towards digital marketing and we're also understanding the relevance of the Ghanaian nuance the Ghanaian terms the Ghanaian languages the Ghanaian um, realities that is what excites me being able to polish that that Ghanaian story mm. or the various Ghanaian stories the Ghanaian realities mm. and then take them you know like places where Ghanaians understand it the world will see it and the world will be able to relate to it. Like, you know, like take take the the phenomenon of the Ghanaian mother's slipper. Mm. It's not a Ghanaian, mm. it's, it's, it's a Ghanaian mm. thing that, but you know, the slipper a, will fly. There's a bit of relevance. But you realize that with black mothers everywhere, everywhere else, else, it also exists. exists. Yeah. Arab mothers everywhere else, that also exists. Mm. And what have you. So like, we do think sometimes we live in a, in a, in a, in a cocoon actually that cocoon, very much that, that cocoon is actually a microcosm mm. that microcosm of shared experiences expands into the world mm. such that there's like there's a whole um, um, um ecology of things that are happening that are happening here that are also happening there so on and so forth so it's just i'm excited that you know like uh, we've said this so many times i don't want to say putting Ghana on the map <laughs> I'm excited that, you know, like the Ghanaian story <laughs> is going to be told by Ghanaians mm. in such a way that doesn't just, not just for telling sake, sells products, brings awareness to, you know, like a situation and then also makes things relevant. Do you think we get that? Do you think we get the essence of packaging Ghana the way you speak about it and selling Ghana the way you speak about it? Because clearly, I mean, look, when you take for example something like everybody's favorite thing the metaverse yeah, right now yeah. if you should ever approach a business and, and talk to them about you know what what a metaverse will look like for their business i'm guessing they'll probably laugh you out of their office they'll talk, go and sit down go and do your work <laughs> you know and and so 
there is there is a lot happening within the digital sphere. Mm -hmm. There's a transformation happening, mm -hmm. and I th sometimes you get the sense that it's is lost and on a lot of people. Yeah, it's lost on on a lot of business owners. Yeah. and I'm just wondering how much more difficult it makes your work. You know, because you are literally selling them a future that they probably just have a. Like, for example, when you mentioned TikTok to a client, they might probably think you have lost your mind. Oh, yeah. Luckily, you now some of the clients are also mentioning, mm. they're saying, oh, how are we going to get on TikTok? And I'm mm. like, aha, I knew you'd get here. That's how we get to. Um, but, but I mean, in terms of the quantum, like, you yeah. clearly don't have a number of the business owners leaning towards some of these new platforms, yeah. offering, offering, and, and especially because of sometimes the amount of work that needs to go into yeah. it to even make it work. Yes. You typically don't have that. I want to just say this. Um, the nature of the business reflects the person behind the marketing mm. or the communication of the business. Mm. It, it happens all the time. That, that What you see usually is a direct reflection of who's behind it. You, you get it. Right. If the person behind it is actually cool, you realize that oh the brand is actually you know being it has it has that nature Th there's that nature they will take on the nature of who, who's behind it now um th that said i think a lot more brand custodians need to um what's the word what's the word they need to come they need to come into this re this realization that the world is going in a certain direction right, right? and we need to loosen up you need to understand you need to, it and, yeah, and go with it. Loosen up and understand and just, you know, go with the flow. You know, like give the creatives a lot more, like give them some more some more room to operate. Right. Because in as much as creatives are crazy, put it creating creative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that. They, they, like, creatives also work within a certain, you know, like that's my job to keep my my all, all that craziness within the principles of marketing mm. so then we it, it seems like you know like it's craziness but there's a method to the madness mm. like so we want people to be able to feel a certain type of way so what i want um the brand custodians to do is number one go with the flow number two a lot of times you hear people say eh but this one is the Ghanaian market so let's just do something local let's just right. do something local no right. no 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 like we underestimate our audience so much that sometimes it's 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 borderline insulting you know our audience actually consumes a lot of new like think of the audience that is consuming telenovelas look at the storylines in telenovelas there are like 14 different storylines of different people and whatnot and whatnot so how are you going to say that these people that are consuming like all of these different storylines in the, all of these different plot twists are people who oh, they don't understand so let's just do anything mm. for them then that becomes this the the, the the status quo then that becomes oh let's just put something out there let oh yeah do shoot it anyhow and that is just terrible mm. then we'll start creating like terrible ads and it just that that as a creative that makes me sad there. It there's, goes on from there. There's a cascading effect, and mm. that cascading effect means that the quality of the work that we put out there is always going to keep winning, and mm. that that we need to stem that quickly. As we as we wrap up on the show, any your final words before we we zip out to the studio? Um, my final words. Um, first of all, follow me on Instagram. 
and TikTok. No, don't follow me on TikTok yet. Yeah, follow me on Instagram at kofiayakofi. Um, and um, I just want to say a big thank you to my mentors. Mm. Um, I want to say thank you to um, Ikea Usunate. Um, thank you to Emmanuel Amankwa. Thank you to um, Colin Charles, Nidako, Kenny, Kenny Tego. These are the people who, you know, like took me by the hand and, you know, taught me. These are people who have brought me this far. Mm. And um, without their wise counsel, I wouldn't, you know, be here. Mm. And I really, really appreciate that. And I aim to be able to be that person for others mm. as well. So, you know, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I remember, I know we had a conversation outside, but I'm going to do my best to put myself out there a little more. Please do. Yes. There's, so there's a lot There's a lot that is obviously meant to be learned. Yeah. Um, big... Shout to Stephen. I say, "Boy, you're doing the listening." He, he, he of, of course, quotes. Twitter is a conversation. Yes. It is a lifestyle. And he adds that TikTok is annoying, but we love it regardless. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out how to love TikTok. Hopefully, before the close of the year. Kofi, thank you so much um, for joining us on the show, and thank you for sharing. Thank you for having as, me as well. I do, I do hope for you doing the listening. You, you have a better sense of what the digital marketing space is about and hopefully get a sense of how to cut through the noise um that is what we live in you know there's so much happening there's so many conversations going on but you need to find a way to make your voice heard and i hope that some of the pointers that kofi shared with us today um you can take them on board and be able to find your voice and get the world to hear and listen to your voice. This is where we draw the curtains down on the show. It's been a pleasure coming your way. My name is Philip Pashon. A big shout out to the production team as well. My name is Philip Pashon, like I said. And until next week, stay techy.